Hi, you're on Earth Tribe Radio, your home on planet Earth. Hi, Fiona. Hey, Jill. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone and you knew that it it wasn't right, but you didn't end it or didn't think you could end it? Or So how, how did it happen? Well, it was my first relation. I mean, not my first relationship, my first, what turned into my first marriage. And I knew, I think, for the first, after the first year that it was something that it was probably would be great to go. But I think my self-confidence was thinking that I'd never find, I was 23 or something, thinking I would never find anybody else, no one would ever want me. Um. It was insecurity. And, um, you know, we did have a lot in common in that we loved to read together, we loved to discuss things, we loved music. Um, but the the rest of the relationship didn't work in that he was always off with some other woman. <laughs> oh, that does a lot for your self confidence. Yes. <laughs> and I just hung in there, um, out of the fry, frying pan into the fire. <laughs> oh, no. And also, I think part of me was thinking it might change all the yeah. all the time. You know, there'd be those good times when we were having fun together, yeah. enjoying cups of tea or whatever it was, and then there would be those times when he was gone with someone else and there was part of me saying it would be a good plan for you to go and then part of me was going no but it's better to stay it feels safer and you know remembering that at birth I had um, I had been, you were born dead I actually. was born dead but then put aside and my parents wouldn't see me for, for quite a lot of days because I was dying so there's always that little bit for me of abandonment yeah the feeling like I can't, you know, I'll hang, hang into the, it's not so much now, of course, but I, it was that I would hang into the last minute if I could because I was too scared of being abandoned. Yeah. So that was a lifetime, lifetime journey for me, working with the abandonment and feeling like, you know, it was better to hang in with somebody than lose them. Or have them walk away. Or yeah. Th- yeah. I have I have this, that abandonment, but I always uh, refer to it as being thrown away, because that's what sometimes what it feels like. Um, yeah. So, what advice would you have now that you're wise <laughs> <laughs> for 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 the for the younger ones or anybody who feels that they are. I just want to preface this with a story. When I was um, a student at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and I had a wonderful roommate who, um, housemate, shall we say, we shared a house together, a little house or apartment. <laughs> to be truthful, it was a little apartment. Uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, like a flat. F- yeah, a flat. A five-story walk-up. We were oh, the top. <laughs> top Luckily flat. you were like yeah. 18. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Um, and she, she developed cancer and mm. she eventually died. Um, a lo- lovely, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, young woman. And um, I saw her right before the end as well. I was with her. And the saddest thing in the world that uh, is her parents hated each other, but because they had this daughter, they stayed together, they lived in the same house, put this whole pretense thing up, and you could feel it when you walked in the house to, 
you know. And so there she goes, she dies, and then that's, oh, that's, you know, why? Why did they put her through that? Why did they put themselves through that? Well, there is that old statement that a lot of people say, well, we're hanging in because of the kids. And, and, then, and it's about the worst thing you can do because the exactly. children see a relationship where people aren't loving to each other and they will model their relationships after yes. that. And the children have, children are like sponges and they're highly sensitive. So children have all that high tension mm-hmm. because there's this, even if it's, even if the parents are trying to make a, like, make it look fake like it. you fake it yeah <laughs> they they still the children are aware of the energies and things and yeah. so i think I, I often say to people the worst thing you can do for the kids is hang in there because you think it's better for them to have a conflicting relationship than to have two and, separate and their parents house- together yeah than to have two separate households and we've i've talked about this before but um one of my friends uh in australia and her husband separated and they had the best relationship out afterwards Mm. and the kids uh, not a romantic relationship but the kids had two houses fairly close together and they it was great because the parents went on their way and the kids had a connection and there was no friction and it just worked so beautifully so I think if you're hanging in there because you think it's good for the kids I would say don't yeah it's not a good plan and then the other thing is for me um, I often found with relationships that there comes a time, I think we've talked about this too, there comes a time when you can't not leave. You yes. just get caught there and there's no way that you can stay. Yeah, and, and often when, when that happens, um, uh, it, it, it's a, a negative uh, vibration in the breakup, I think. Um, is that there's an accusation or a guilt or a blame on something rather than to sit down and say, look, this really, you know, isn't, isn't, uh, isn't working for anybody. Now, how do we do this? Because we've got kids. How do we do this that we, where the next part of our relationship, it maybe isn't marriage, but we stay uh, best friends we raise the kids together. How do we do this? How do we do this? And that's very hard because when one person feels abandoned, because very often when that's happening, someone has a relationship going and the other person feels abandoned and hurt. So it's really hard, uh, I find, when I see people, that for people to stay in a friendly relationship, it's okay if the one person says, let's be friends, but the one that was left or feels betrayed it's like, no, I'm never going to be your friend. So yeah. then I would guess um, the well, best... Well, that's sad. It's sad. It's and sad. you can go beyond it because with the Byron Katie yes. work or with tapping or with, you know, getting some assistance from Absolutely. someone. Absolutely. I, yeah. I would just want to be strongly support you in this, that um, if you feel that you are the abandoned one in a relationship and your partner's off having a great time in another relationship um, I would first ask myself instead of saying I've been thrown away or I've been abandoned here is why would I want someone who doesn't want me yeah Mm -hmm. so I have to make room for the person who wants me 
And I think it happens a lot less with uh, women, somewhat now, marrying younger men or finding younger mm-hmm. men. It happens a lot with men finding younger women mm-hmm. in a relationship. And I think the thing then we have to realize is, um, when I have worked with people, is to help them to see that there is a whole other level and it isn't an end, it's an incredible beginning. Because honestly, even uh, there are many people who that's happened to and they've gone through it and worked through it and come to an incredible place of being fine with the joys of being alone and having all that freedom. And then there are other people who at 80 years old find the love of their life. I've had several several people that I've worked with who have found between 75 and 83 have found the love of their life and, and they didn't have, you know, they had several years with this person they've never loved more than the person they loved at that time. So never think, you know, at 23... Never give up. No, never give up. <laughs> at 23, I thought I would never find another person... Um, you know, because it would be the end if I left him. So, uh, and, you know, so it's never so. I mean, you're going to find either an incredible part of you or another incredible person some to walk with. So what would you recommend um, if, if for a relationship that comes to the point where this isn't going to work and one of them leaves, and if it's, if they've left for replacing you with someone else. So you've been replaced. What would be the first steps that you go through? I would say find a life coach that can that can help you to use spiritual tools um, that you can use so that you get beyond the blame. I mean, we have to remember that to some degree, the five, seven stages of, of grief happen when a relationship dies and so people whether it's the man or the woman or whether you know they've got doesn't matter which way around it is or woman and woman whatever um we have to say if it's really has been a death and those are the ones where suddenly someone just turns up and leaves um you want to look at the seven stages of death i can't remember them all i know the first one is shock yeah and the second one, I think, is shock and disbelief. Um, but you can look them up. They're all over the Internet. And if you look at those and you get a life coach... And there's uh, anger. Anger is, and oh. it comes up there pretty close to the top. Well, yeah, because it follows grief very often. And then you get anger, then you go back into the grief. And, and then it goes backwards anger, yeah. and forwards, yeah. So what I would say, find a life coach, a mentor, or a spiritual person that you can talk to so it's better to go to the spiritual uh, and you know and actually a lot of people have that in their in in what they do but just to go whatever spiritual means for you to go to so that you can uh, understand that this is a new opening it's kind of like a new beginning and not an not an ending because it's really unfortunate and it's still part of life but when you see people who have gone through a breakup who end up spending years being miserable and angry and hurt and abandoned and where they could have moved through that you know relatively quickly yeah so i i would agree with that i would agree finding um a life coach or counselor life counselor to help you through that um, the other thing, I remember helping my, my late sister when her marriage ended and um, she had to move and she was 
really upset and feeling abandoned, etc. And I said to her, oh, Claire, we'll have so much fun looking for your new place. Now let's, so making it an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of feeling does your apartment or your house or what have to have for you? I mean, let's go to the qualities of it, not that it has to have wooden floors or anything. What's the feeling that you want to have of love, of comfort, of nourishment? Let's go see if we can find that. And mm-hmm. so that there was something positive to do and it mm. was positive about the next stage of her life not where she was cast off but where she could begin again and I think that's a wonderful idea and as you were saying that I was thinking why can't we do that with the emotions too so it's like okay so how have you been feeling this last year or so in this relationship and really feeling not just saying oh I've been fine because if the relationship's breaking up you have not been fine so you go back into that and say what would I this is what I was feeling what do I want to feel in my life Mm -hmm. how do I want to live my life and then get get whatever help you can find around you and there's tons from all of the life coaches to you know even tarot readers I mean you can find them around you have to hunt until you find somebody that really suits you right exactly and and it may take one or two times so you can't find somebody and say no this is no good and remember when you're meeting people that you're interviewing them they're not interviewing you yes that's important I even do that with dentists and doctors actually so um, so I have this thing that I do when I counsel couples And that is, in any relationship, I always say, if anything changes, if you feel a shift or a change, um, do this. If otherwise, just do it every two or three years, you have a sit down with your significant other and say, uh, and light a candle, say, "I, I, I want to explore something. And so I'm marking this moment as a special moment in our lives mm. and appreciating it. And then you say to your significant other, so let me tell you what I've been thinking about. This is who I think I was when we got married, and this is who I am now, and I love who I am now. Who, who do you think you were when we got married? Mm. And who are you now? And so when you can share this piece of information you can find things that are a little bit out of sync you know Mm -hmm. oh that doesn't pair well with that well how do I support you in this how can you support me in being who I am now and who I love being and how can I support you in being who you are now that's great so you're paying attention to the relationship as well as the other person and it's such a wonderful thing to do because we do change so much all the time from, and and quite often in a long-term relationship people get into a relationship at the beginning and then they'll go 10 15 20 more years and suddenly they're finding that they're moving in a relationship but there's really no connection but they're living in their own life and it feels comfortably comfortably uncomfortable but they don't notice that they're not really but together they're not sharing no then they're not together and that's mm-hmm. when those the big shoes can drop because then the other person goes somewhere inside them they find somebody with a bit of life in them and they go i want this life again and they yeah. go towards it and and it's no one fault but if if we can do what you just said then I think it can be very helpful so when, when I just wanted to add 
um, this other thing that I was talking about is whenever you are in a relationship with someone, there are three bodies in the relationship. There's you, there's a significant other, and then there's the relationship. And so often we pay no attention to the relationship. We mm. just pay attention to each other. You're not giving me what I used to get. I don't get. You just... And then it's the finger pointing the blame. Before it ever gets to that stage, and most definitely if you've let it get to that stage, create a, a really special moment, light the candle and say, I want to really appreciate, you know, our, our relationship. I want to explore and I want to uh, shift things so that they're better for you and they're better for me. Let's explore this. And that's tending your relationship. Absolutely, tending. It's like tending a garden. You yes, can't just. You got to tend it. Yeah, and I think that um, also if we remember that if we don't take time every day, almost every day, to communicate, even just for a few minutes, mm -hmm. you know, just to sit and have a cup of coffee together, or you know, doodle spirit, whatever spiritual work, whatever that means for you. Um, just to sit and be together, that creates what you're saying now too. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't sit down and communicate, then it's two ships passing in the night and they end up smashing into each other at some stage right. or other. So right. I think that uh, all that is so important. And that can help you move beyond having to right. end the relationship. But if you've ended the relationship, the the biggest deal is to to find a way to heal yourself. And again, you know, it, it, it's you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be suffering. It's okay to have the stages of grief, but get support so that you can go through them rather than getting stuck and, in them. And go through it with consciousness mm -hmm. so that you... As you and if you're guided through this process uh, with a life counselor, um, you um, you you get stronger. You find the wisdom from the experience, so you're not locked into this terrible experience with no wisdom. You know, and that's that's why getting help to get through it. Yeah, and searching good. through, uh, again, what um, what means spiritual, or it could just be for you that spiritual is really, you know, doing more of the scientific searching or mm -hmm. doing more of the, you know, how do people get through relationship type searching. But um, it, it is, and it's very important to, uh, to heal ourselves and take responsibility for healing ourselves. You know, the other person may or may not have done what you think they've done to you I mean you know but but at the same time if we can say to ourselves healing myself is my responsibility if I'm feeling miserable it's my responsibility yes. I just need to go and search out assistance to help me move beyond this to help me move through it and I think the key thing that you said there is it's my responsibility for myself I think it's far too easy now that people blame are ready to blame somebody other than themselves for something. Well, like, we're a culture of blaming. Yeah. You know, it's like it's never us, it's always someone else. 
So it's really an important thing to say to ourselves, uh, if I'm blaming someone else, let me heal myself. Mm -hmm. Let me find some way to go beyond that. And there are so many techniques. As I said, I've already mentioned tapping and barring Katie the work. but there And there's just endless wonderful yes. techniques that you can use. Even the guy, um, Dr. Rick Hansen from um, Hardwiring Happiness, that's a wonderful book to read, and it's his. Yeah. He's got all sorts of things that will be helpful. Yeah, I agree with you. So, if you're in a relationship that isn't beneficial, and when I say beneficial, I mean mean isn't supportive of you, of your relationship with your significant other, with the relationship. Um, see if you can get it back on on track. It isn't something that you need to, if it's a marriage you do, or a commitment, you don't have to stay in it. You can change the commitment, like your friends who who got divorced, but they lived near each other. The kids had two homes. They loved it. The parents didn't fight. They were supportive of each other. That's taking it to a, a much higher uh, level, if you can do that. Yeah, it's not easy. But if you can't, find a way to heal yourself. So, because, again, how you feel yeah. is your responsibility. And not to blame yourself, because you we all go in and out of you know, feeling miserable from time to time. But it, just getting the support, whether it's going to Al-Anon or whatever you go to or just, you know, searching out your community to see what groups there are that you could go and meet and just book clubs where you chat or, you know, anything like that. But taking time to heal yourself. I love it. I love you, Fiona. I love you, too. Let's try radio.